So next we actually are, we're going to move around a bit today. We have Dave Cush. Dave's got a very interesting story. He's from Girl of Wines in Queensland. And he's um, it's also uh, something called the City Winery, which is uh, citywinery.com.au. It's literally a winery right in the middle of Brisbane. And they source uh, they source grapes from different regions and they make their wines. And uh, But I'm going to hand over to Dave now to tell his story. Dave, uh, welcome to the show and thanks for joining us. Morning, Jill. Thanks for having me. It's more, more than a pleasure. So, Dave, can you can you tell us a little bit about the city winery and what it's like to actually have a winery in the middle of uh, one of the capital cities of Australia? Well, it's a logistical nightmare, as you can imagine. <laughs> um, we, we the the building in Fortitude Valley where uh, my wife Chris makes a bit of wine uh, at Vintage. It is a hospitality venue, so it's not uncommon to for Chris to be in there pressing fruit in the morning and then have to get everything cleaned up and done for a, like a lunchtime function or restaurant service. So, but we really, the idea came from the fact that um, Chris and I have been making wine together for over 20 years now. Um, and we started at her family farm on the east coast of Tasmania at Spring Vale Vineyards. And we were there for 12 years. Um, and in that time, I felt I felt like this real disconnect happening between us and our customers, the people who were supporting us. And one of the many roles that I did down there was um, looking after the cellar door. So people would would come in at the time. Tourism numbers weren't that great in Tassie, so you'd get people turn up at, at vintage time. And you know, I'm in the middle of pumping over Pinot Noir or whatever. And the way that I could see people's eyes light up when they get to see behind the curtain and come and get their hands dirty and shove their arms into some pots of Pinot and things like that. It, it was just, it was really lighting a fire in people. And I really wanted to try to pursue that. So after all that time in Tassie, we thought, you know, let's, uh, let's try and do it in the city. The idea was initially a cellar door. Um, and then we thought, well, let's just throw a bit of winemaking in there. At the time, I wasn't aware that there were, urban wineries all over the world, which was good because, well, I felt a bit deflated because I thought I'd had a great idea, but at the same time, it validated a model, validated the idea. So it wasn't like we were reinventing the wheel after all. Um, and I'm from Brisbane originally, so it just seemed like a, a good place to give it a crack. The Brisbane markets, um, it's an interesting market. It's in some ways it's conservative, but in other ways it's uh, very open-minded and keen to explore new things. So the way that we do it now is that uh, I source probably 70 to 80% of our fruit from South Australia, and that's at this stage, that's for logistical reasons. I can only be in one place. So I I source, uh, you know, the McLaren Vale, Barossa, Adelaide Hills, Langhorn Creek, and then I get the fruit to wineries that are near our source vineyards and make the wines there with our winemaking partners, one of whom is Peter Lesky, who's about to join us. Um, and uh, and then I send the wines up to Brisbane and we, we mature them and bottle them and do whatever we want up here. So for me, the one of the main driving factors to starting this project was that we were – at Springvale, it was, you know, you grow your fruit, you get to know your blocks really intimately and you tweak them year on year. But I felt really ignorant about the rest of the country, um, viticulturally, wine-wise. I just didn't really know 
much else about Australian wine because, you know, the only place I'd made wine was at Springvale. Um, so this way, now I get to, we buy fruit from wherever those varieties grow really well. Um, we meet, I meet lots of new people, lots of new winemakers. I pretty much try to just surround myself with people who know a lot more about everything than I do, which is working out well. <laughs> I actually think that's a very smart approach. Um, yeah, well, so, uh, and so it's, it's very uh, vintage specific, I assume as well, when you choose the wines from the different regions. Yes and no. Um, it's really like when I, when I first got to Brisbane after, you know, coming up from Tasmania, I did work in wine retail a bit and I was, you know, straight away I was trying to bang the gong for Queensland wine because, you know, there's no doubt about it, Queensland makes world-class wine. In retail, it was just, it was just a hard sell, you know. I was telling, uh, I, I would show people a fantastic granite belt wine and then if there was any sort of analogue uh, from another region they knew better you know they would always take the one from Barossa or McLaren Vale so you know what I wanted to do um, was really when we when we were looking at opening a, a winery in Brisbane I wanted it to be you know it's already a bit mind expanding for people to, for there to be a winery and a cellar door right in the city so I, I didn't want it to be too weird so I wanted there we had to have the usual suspects, you know, the Australian classics, McLaren Vale Grenache, Barossa Shiraz, Adelaide Hills Savvy, those sort of things, um, and then just let the wine sell itself. I've always, it's always been a weak point of mine is salesmanship. So I really just want to make the best wines that we can and then um, the wines speak for themselves really. So we work with growers at the sort of at the pointy end of the market so the fruit's always great and then we just you know we i made the 18 and 19 vintages myself in the barossa with but it wasn't scalable it wasn't i i was just it was killing me so i had to had to come up with another plan that was a bit more scalable so now we you know we work with very careful thoughtful winemakers and start with grapefruit add those winemakers in and then you know any winemaker will tell you the uh making it's the easy part selling it's where it gets tricky so that's sort of with my drive is is to try to for us find a different way to distribute wine so that's what we're doing and hospitality is our vehicle sure and hospitality's had a little bit of a, a tough time of, of, of late so uh you can look forward to a bit more fun in that space next year yeah it's been a roller coaster all right it has been you know so you were touching earlier and I completely agree with you that uh, that Queensland is producing some very world-class wines. But, but wine actually goes back a lot further in, in Brisbane and Queensland than people probably would give it credit for. The late 1800s, there was like yeah. 300 acres of, uh, of vines in the middle of Brisbane City. And that sort of was, I guess, a bit of a basis of having the Brisbane, the city winery right in the middle of Brisbane. It's not just a random a random idea. It's, uh, it is based on the fact that, uh, I'm not sure, was it Carl Gurley who actually planted those back then or was it someone yeah. else? No, yeah, that's right. It was. wasn't just, it wasn't just Carl. Um, it actually, it, we wanted to do the winery. We wanted to run with this concept regardless. Everyone we spoke to said, oh, that's a great idea and was really, yeah. really keen to get involved with it. But when we were looking at uh, how we were going to, uh, what stories we wanted to tell. And it is weird putting a winery in Brisbane. So going back through the archives, we discovered that 
yeah, in the 1860s, uh, there was, as you say, 300 acres of vines around Brisbane. And Carl Gerler was a Lutheran missionary who came here in the 1860s and he stuck at it for a couple of years um, trying to tell everyone how great it was to be a Lutheran, but nobody really got on the train. So he, uh, after a couple of years, he threw that away and went back to what he knew, which was farming. Um, and being a very industrious German fellow, he, he made a lot of his own winemaking equipment. But so that was already a good story for us to uh, that resonated with us. And then we read a bit more into it and, he was uh, he was a winemaker from Germany, so he he could see the shortcomings of growing fruit in such a a warm, humid environment as Brisbane. So he would get in his horse and cart and go a bit further away to Warwick and Esk and Toowoomba, which you know, you know would have been multi multi day trips um, to, oh, yeah. to to get fruit from cooler areas to try to make the best wine that he possibly could, and you know that that definitely lines up with what we're doing you know we 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 identify a variety that we want to make and then we find where it does well and then we start talking to people uh in that area to see if we can you know make it make it happen so it's um it really really the girl story really resonates with us and that's kind of um so city winery is our hospitality brand i, I guess and girler is is the wine brand yeah sure so um can you actually can you explain to people where they can buy your wines? Yes, well, um, I mean, the dream for us was always to sell all of our wine in our venues, um, which, you know, we're, we're still working out. COVID's thrown out our projections a fair bit. Uh, so I think w- the idea is to make enough wine just to just to sell it by the glass. I mean, that's the dream, right? Um, however, uh, we do we do sell some of our wines. Um, it's it's restricted to Queensland at this stage. Of course, you can buy wines on our on our website to be sent around the country. Um, and we've also got these little uh, cheap tasting packs, like with little two hundred ml bottles, so you can get like a little selection of the range and dip your toe in that way. But we do have a few products uh, with with coals. Uh, the the fog is a multi varietal blend. That we yes. uh, that we sell with with uh, vintage sellers, Liquorland and Coles, just in southeast Queensland. Um, the Sauvignon Blanc as well that even makes it up to Cairns. Uh, again, in the Coles stores, and um, what's the other one? Oh, a Merlot Rosé from Adelaide Hills as well. So actually, uh, you mentioned the fog. That's how I came across you guys, and uh, I hope you guys are out there don't mind me giving my, my little bit of a story. But I met. I didn't actually meet Dave, but I did meet uh, uh, his partner, Adam, and um, I was at a wine tasting called The Taste of Gold Coast. I know you're all laughing out there, but it is actually real and it's awesome. And uh, and I tasted this this wine called The Fog, which is... It's a it's a blend of five different uh, five different wines, and I actually I couldn't I'm normally quite good at guessing the wines, and I actually couldn't. Um, it's a combination of Tariga, Montepulciano, Pinot Noir, Tempranillo, and Nero di Vola. and uh, it really was. I mean, it, it's a great wine because you just drink it. It's like wow, it definitely isn't a fog meeting the blend, but it's, afterwards it leaves you in this like lovely cloud number nine haze it's uh <laughs> it was really great so i thought hang on i really like i really like the approach and this very nomadic approach that you guys have to the wines and i, yeah. I chatted at length to adam about it. he's like oh you've got to chat to dave and so um and so i 
have spoken to you and you've, you did mention that Tempranillo is a grape that you haven't actually had a lot of experience with, but you've been listening to the show this morning and you're really quite fascinated with it. So the yeah. grape, you, you, you know, you, you do quite a bit with Pinot Noir, Shiraz, uh, Cabs, that sort of style. Um, so is Tempranillo something that you'd be interested in getting involved in? There's certainly a lot of uh, market demand for it. Um, at the moment, we focus, uh, you know, in that, that Tempranillo kind of not really light-bodied, medium-bodied red. Um, we currently, I guess, Grenache is our hero variety at the moment. Mm. And, you know, we, we've always had a soft spot for Pinot Noir because that's a, that's my history. That's how I learned to make wine was with Pinot. Yep. And, again, the market. I mean, whilst there is market demand for Tempranillo, it's nothing like the market demand for Pinot Noir that we see here in Brisbane. Um, so I'm very relieved that we're actually back in stock with Pinot Noir this week. We just released our 21. Um, Tempranillo, for me, it's just something I haven't had time to get my head around. Um, as Sam was alluding to earlier, it's got its own little um, idiosyncrasies when it comes to the chemistry of the wine, specifically the pH. and um, I tried to talk to Peter Lesky about it at Vintage and I still don't understand it. Um, I have a viticulture <laughs> degree. This is the thing. Like I learned how to make wine from my wife, Chris. She's the one with the wine science degree. So I have an operating knowledge of making wine, but when when it gets into the nitty-gritty details of it, I kind of glaze over. Um, I, you know, I, I, temp, uh, Tempranillo... I just haven't had the, haven't had the time to put into it. I, I've just had much more um much more larger larger parcels of fruit to deal with that's that's another factor is that finding finding tempranillo is quite difficult and because it's a foreign variety to me i have a lot more trouble assessing it in the vineyard then you know it's quite it's got huge leaves it's got mm -hmm. huge bunches it's just it's completely different and it's definitely on my radar but um for now i just we need to just keep refining uh, our core range, I guess, and um, and throw the little extras in on the side, uh, like Montepulciano and things like that. Yep, some of those great, great, great grapes. So you mentioned uh, Peter Lesky from La Linea, who we've got uh, coming up next. He um, he's one of your partners. Can you give us the give us the rundown of who else you have? Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, as I mentioned, logistically. The easiest way and the, the most cost-effective way for dollars and carbon is to send 1,000 litre cubes of liquid rather than fresh grapes or, uh, you know, bottled wine and that sort of thing. And Brisbane is my base, so everything has to get back to Brisbane at some point. When it comes to vintage logistics, it's best to try to find a local truck driver who can pick up bins from this vineyard and drop them to this winery that's not too far away. So... For some of our, for most of our Adelaide Hills fruit, we use Peter's place at uh, Revenir. Um, we have a we have we have a vineyard at Barossa, which is a bit of a, an unusual case for us, where we buy the entire vineyard's production. Which it's only a small vineyard, but uh, we work with Michael Corbett up there from Vanguardist Wines and Whistler Wines. Um, in McLaren Vale, uh, Simon Parker operates out of what used to be the Dennis Wine. Dennis Winery down there. Um, he's a bit of a is he's set up for lots of little small batches. So he does most of our McLaren Vale stuff and a bit of uh, Adelaide Hills fruit for us. And then I also work with Tom Keelan, who's based down at Langhorn Creek, 
um, where he shares a winery with uh, his wife Beck at Bremerton Wines, but uh, he makes a bit of Adelaide Hill stuff for us as well. So, you know, and it's really, it's a huge part of what I love about this model is that I just get to work with so many uh, different people and um, just meet new people all the time. The wine industry is really small. Uh, if you, you know, if you don't know that person specifically, personally, then guaranteed that it's only one or two uh, degrees of separation and they probably went to school with somebody that you already know you know so it's the small industry i love the the way that everyone is keen to work together and and you know when you look at a, a binary like peter's it's just it's set up so well why would i try and deck a shed out and do it myself when it's already sitting right there and and um there's only so many hours in the day, you know. So I find at Vintage, I focus on just keeping an eye on the vineyards and, and then just going around and being really annoying and tasting wines all the time. <laughs> Sounds ideal. As you said, you know, you don't need to reinvent the wheel when other people are doing it so well. Um, not necessarily better than you would, but doing it so well. And that oh, collaborative better than I can approach. Do it. That's the idea. <laughs> <laughs> but that collaborative approach, it is, it is quite beautiful and we're beginning to see that. That, uh, that happening last week on the show we had um, uh, we had what is now called uh, the the usual suspects collective and that's about you know eight ten uh, different brands who are coming together really well known brands around Australia and it's the collaborative approach it's it's a great way to do it especially if you have been three times where the vintages you know you're not you know, you know the quantity is not quite there some vintages the quality is not there it's you know lots of different factors and it's why not so just before we do go I want to let everyone know so it was the citywinery.com.au yep. if you go online there you can purchase the wines online um, and you can also see your different and this is I guess more for the uh for the Queenslanders who are listening um but that's where you'll see the different venues you have Fortitude Valley etc yep. and uh, where you can actually go and have a glass and do these flights is that right yeah, that's right. So the, the one in Wandu Street in Fortitude Valley, that's where we have the big four-metre ironbark fire pit so that the food there is incredible. We have a, um, a cellar door in the CBD, which is our only sort of standalone cellar door venue. That's in Edward Street. Um, we have a restaurant cellar door in, on the Eagle Street Pier as well. And we also have a little um, bistro in Newstead called Carl's Bistro named after Carl Gurler. So that was actually where we first, where the whole thing first started was at Carl's and it's uh, still humming along today. Well, I'm very much looking forward to uh, getting up to Brisbane probably in the next couple of weeks and um, I'll drop you a note first uh, so maybe we can meet up and have a glass together. Yeah, that'd be fantastic. Got lots of new wines to show you. Great. I'd love that. Okay. Well, I'll do that. Look, thank you so much. That's been, um, that's been really, really fascinating. And I hope you do get involved in a bit of Tempranillo uh, based, based on the show. And, I will. Uh, I, good. <laughs> great. And I'll, I'll look forward to, uh, to meeting you soon and I'll, and we can, uh, Peter and I can have a bit of a chat about you on air as well. <laughs> great. Thanks, Jill. Thank Thanks you so much. Have a great day. Bye. Thank you. Bye.